It's time for episode number 82 of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. We're talking about finance, divorce, and what it means for you going forward. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Divorce Resource Guy podcast with Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. the Divorce Resource Guy, a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach, talking about all things divorce, including the good, bad, and the ugly from an attorney's point of view. Remember, you're not alone. And now your host, Jason Lavoy. All right, everybody, welcome to this episode of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. I am your host, Jason Lavoy, aka the Divorce Resource Guy. Today, I am talking with mortgage finance expert Stephen Rigo. Now, Stephen is a certified mortgage divorce planner. That's kind of a lot, but he's going to explain what that means and why you need to know about it when you're getting divorced because I guarantee you most people and most professionals don't are not aware that this guy even exists and what he does exists because it's frankly something that's pretty new. But vital and important, again, knowledge is power in divorce, so you need to know about this and if you're refinancing a mortgage or trying to qualify for a new mortgage, during your divorce or as a result of your divorce, you definitely want to hear what he has to say. All right, everybody, let's get right to it. Let me introduce to you Stephen Rigo. Steve, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you on today. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for inviting me. So uh, what I'm going to do with you uh, that I do with all my guests is I start off and I ask you to let everybody know a little bit about yourself um, and kind of your background and how you got to this point in your life. Sure. I'm originally from the Boston area. Um, In 2016, my wife and I had enough of the snow and the cold weathers and the the long winters. And um, our kids were pretty grown and on their own, just some getting out of school and careers and things like that. So we had always talked about moving somewhere tropical. upon retirement, but we thought, hey, this might be a good time to do it. So we packed up and uh, we moved to Belize. So we lived in Belize for about three years. Wow, Um, yeah. Yeah, we worked there, uh, ran a business together. Uh, I did some construction. I was in construction uh, up in Massachusetts and uh, continued that a little bit. And then in uh, around 2019, uh, we ended up closing that business and did a little traveling and found ourselves in uh, the Atlanta, Georgia area. So a little better climate, uh, still close to Belize, um, not too far from Boston. And from the Atlanta airport, you really can fly anywhere in the world. Um, well, how so close we, to Belize are you from Atlanta? It's about two and a half hour flight. Is that it? Really? Yeah, that's it. Okay. It's a lot closer than people think. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful little country, uh, English speaking primarily. So it used to be British Honduras, so still a British Commonwealth. Uh, But it is an independent country in Central America. Yeah, no, I've never been. One day I hope to go. That would be nice. Yeah, so we lived the island life and at the boat and a golf cart. And yeah, it was was quite the adventure. And and then what precipitated you moving back to the mainland, as they say? (laughs) Well, like I said, we closed the business and... um, where we were living is now uh, part of a Wyndham resort. So it's kind of more of a hotel um, environment than residential. So in being an expat for a few years, 
it, it can be a little tiring, especially trying to run a business in a foreign country. So uh, yeah, we kind of came back to the States just before uh, COVID hit. Um, so the timing was actually good. The country was shut down for a very long time. Yeah. So it would be two years before we actually went back to visit. All right. And, and then what are you, what are you doing these days? So I'm, I'm a mortgage broker. I'm a wholesale mortgage broker, residential broker. Um, I was in the mortgage industry uh, in the 2000s uh, in Massachusetts. And I kind of missed that. It's a kind of career that you can um, essentially jump back into, kind of like real estate. Um, I had to go through the licensing process in Georgia and sign up with the local broker uh, house to kind of sponsor me. That's how it works. It's a national registry, but you're really licensed in one state at a time. So, um, yeah, I was uh, originating mortgages. And my wife, Paulette, had started her career as a certified divorce coach and a mediator down in Belize, actually. She did an online course. Uh, we were doing Zoom calls uh, down there long before people had heard of Zoom. And uh, so we, we were used to working remotely. Yeah. So it was a good fit for us. You know, we kind of both work from home. And um, in her, you know, travels in the divorce industry she's she's built quite a quite a business uh helping couples navigate divorce uh coaching uh one spouse or the other through the process and uh also mediating cases yeah and no her and i have yeah. spoken as you know and um so for everybody listening uh paula rigo um was one of my guests on an earlier podcast and i'll link to that in the show notes so you can take a listen to that too uh after you listen to this yeah, so she founded Better Divorce Academy. Uh, she wrote a book called Better Divorce Blueprint and with a companion workbook, uh, Better Divorce Blueprint uh, workbook that you can use if you, uh, it's a self-study. Um, you could coach with her or really um, if you want to find out and investigate any and all things divorce, um, I encourage you to visit her website, Better Divorce Academy. Yeah, absolutely. And was <laughs> that? That's a plug for her. Yeah. That's a little plug. It's okay. You're allowed to do that. <laughs> well, so one day she said, Hey, have you ever heard of a certified divorce lending professional? And I hadn't, and I was intrigued by that and quickly found the Divorce Lending Association, which I did not know existed. It was founded by um, a long term mortgage professional, Jody Bruns. Uh, in the mortgage industry for 25 years or so and really kind of frustrated with, um, you know, people coming to her, um, not with the people, but the process uh, saying, hey, I just got divorced and I want to buy a house. Right. Only, only to find, unfortunately, they don't qualify for a house because uh, that maybe the settlement agreement was written a certain way. Um, the, their current mortgage was not really looked into as, as far as the... Um, marital assets and the division of assets and all that. And um, she kind of collated all the guidelines as it relates to divorce. So many people are aware that, you know, a quadro, uh, CDRO, Qualified Domestic Relations Order, as it relates to financial assets, um, is kind of a free pass when it comes to uh, division of IRAs and 401ks right. and things like that. There's no penalty um, inquired, I'm sorry. Um, 
no penalty incurred during that process because it is essentially a court ordered uh, divorce situation. Well, uh, a lot of guidelines that the government has put in place for the mortgage industry has some similar uh, advantages for couples going through a divorce that many lenders um, don't quite keep up on, uh, certainly not family law attorneys or a few of them, not, not, not trying to bash attorneys, but um, people who are mediating or using a collaborative process would benefit from other financial professionals. You, you would talk to your financial planner. Right. And we have uh, realtors that, that we work with. And um, the mortgage piece is, uh, can be a key piece when uh, talking about uh, division of assets because many times it's the largest asset uh, in, in a marriage and um, the financial situation. So we, I try to talk to people and it's, it's more of a mortgage planning uh, for the future as well as uh, really um, a report on where they stand with the current mortgage what that looks like as far as um, post-divorce. So are you a, uh, a certified divorce mortgage? What do you call yourself? So I'm a, I'm a divorce mortgage planner. The mortgage designation planner. Is, is CDLP. Okay. Um, and there's, there's quite a few of us now. Um, there's over 140,000 loan originators in the United States. A staggering number, right? It sounds like a lot, right? Yeah. Right. But there's about, uh, I'm going to say right now, I'm going to take a guess, about 600 CDLPs. So these are mortgage professionals who've, who've taken it upon themselves to get this training, uh, to be certified, and to really become a subject matter expert when it comes to the marital home, divorce, and again, future housing. What does that look like? So let's talk about this, um, and we could break it down any way you think it's better for people who have no idea what you are just talking about. And and a lot of people don't. A lot of professionals, I can tell you also, have never heard of a uh, certified uh, divorce mortgage planner before. Um, so at what stage in an ideal situation, at what stage in the divorce process would you like to start working with somebody? Or talking great, about. great question. So I would like to be involved in the process as early as possible. Even if someone's contemplating divorce, that might be a good time to have a conversation with a with a lender, because most likely you might talk to a friend who's a realtor. Say, hey, what is our house worth? Um, of course, Zillow and and other uh, avenues like that can give you an idea of that. And you, you would have a pretty good idea of your mortgage balance and could kind of figure out what, what that looks like. But there's really quite a lot to it. And um, there's really only three options when it comes to the marital home and divorce. Number one is to sell the house right. and divide the equity. So the equity be, would be the difference between um, the value of the home, the appraised value, not the market value, the appraised value, and what's left on any liens first mortgage, home equity line of credit, things like that. Right. So that difference is equity. And that is equally shared 50-50 um, in general. Most of the time. Between most of the time. Right. Yeah. A lot of times in mediation, so 
let's say you've, you've got a specific number for equity in the home, you've, you've got 401ks, you've got IRAs. So all these are, are assets. And to the division of assets can, can come from any source. It's not 50% of this, 50% of this. It, it, could, um, it could be a variable kind of number, especially with the home equity. Yeah, and I'll just jump in there if I could sure. to kind of clarify it. And, and if this is not what you mean, by all means, correct me. But every jurisdiction, every state has their own divorce laws. Um, and some states like California, they call them community property states where it's an automatic 50-50 split when you're dividing assets. Other states like New Jersey, where I am, um, they call it an equitable distribution state. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, what equitable distribution means, it doesn't mean equal. So it might not be 50-50, it's equitable. So it has to be fair. And I put that in air quotes. Um, and, and that equitableness comes can come from different things. So it can come from equity in the house, like we're talking about, right? And it can come from other assets, like you know retirement accounts or financial, uh, other financial accounts. Um, so you can almost like mix and match um, in order to come up with a final equitable um, settlement. Is that basically what you're talking about? One, 100% correct, Jason. Absolutely. Good explanation. So my piece, uh, my contribution to this process of taking a look at the assets and really what, what that looks like is, is the mortgage piece. Right. And again, I, you know, I really talk about future housing. So I had a client recently who uh, was contemplating divorce uh, and was interested in staying in the home. So uh, part of the qualifying process to see what that would look like is accessing uh, their credit report. So in our world, it's credit, income, and debt. Those three things uh, really have to be taken into account for a new mortgage. Uh, An equity buyout or an equity refinance would be a new mortgage. And that the holder of the new mortgage has to qualify for a mortgage. Right. So this particular person, I accessed her credit report and she had no credit, no credit history. Nothing. Because because her spouse handled all the finances. He paid all the bills. The mortgage was in his name. All the credit cards were in his name. Wow. Yeah, that's not so unusual. So luckily she came to me early to get back to your original point. When's a good time? Had she waited for the divorce to be final, she would have to take all this time to establish credit and um, really come up with six months of stable and steady income that could be in the form of alimony and child support. And then it has to continue for three years. So, however, because she had not filed for divorce yet, I was able to build her credit give her an idea of what that new mortgage would look like. And that had a key role when negotiating the alimony and uh, the alimony specifically. The child support in Georgia is really not a negotiable uh, value. Most states, right, it's done by calculation and right. Exactly. So, um, So that alimony piece, because of the new mortgage and what that would look like, the principal interest, the taxes and insurance, because she knew that piece of it, she was able to have a little more um, information behind her when it came to the division of the other assets. 
So that was my contribution to the process. That's an excellent point and a great example, I think, of, of exactly why start talking with professionals like yourself early on in the press in the process, uh, like me, uh, because if you work with a coach, then somebody like me can send them to somebody like you, um, because they might not even know, and I can guarantee you, most people don't even know you exist um, in, in that type of a capacity. Most professionals don't even know. I, I think, I don't know when this um, certified mortgage uh, planner began, that, that label, but it has to be pretty recent, right? Pretty recent, about three years. I'm yeah, three say. years. So yeah, yeah and most people just don't know it. Um, but it's a great it's a great resource because when you're going through a divorce, there are so many different specific factual uh, variables at play that are not you don't deal with when you're not getting divorced. Um, uh, for example, alimony and 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 how that can affect qualifying for a mortgage, credit, and how that could affect qualifying for a mortgage. In the example that you just um, gave us, how did you, while still married? build this person's credit or establish this person's credit and did their spouse, how did you do it without their spouse knowing or making waves about that? If he was in control of everything. Right. So the, the divorce was imminent in her case. So as far as him agreeing to it or um, letting her do it, it really wasn't a factor. Um, So I just guided her to her local bank to open up a bank account in her own name transfer some money so she would have about, in this particular case, about $2,000. She applied for a secure credit card against that uh, account and was able to use a debit card that was on auto pay. So she could pay for her groceries, gas, um, activities for the kids on the debit card. The end of the month would be paid automatically. And then I encouraged her to also pay a little bit early and pay a little over the minimum. That way, uh, that that helps boost your credit scores as well. So in three short months, she went from not having any credit history at all to a 770 FICO, which is a very good credit score. Yeah, that's that's excellent. Uh, And um, yeah, it was very rewarding for me when I was able to talk to her and say, hey, I just ran your credit again. You know, gave it a little bit of time. And congratulations, uh, you have a credit score that will qualify for a mortgage. Yeah. I mean, how empowering is that um, for her? It was, it was a big, big deal. Yeah, so, sure. And, and and so that enabled her to, did she want to stay in the home and to, and to refinance? Or is she going to just get a new mortgage? She did. New She's place? currently in the home. She refinanced. Um, the equity was shared. And um Again, not 50-50, but it was shared uh, equitably because there were other assets. Right. And uh, she's currently in the home with, a, a, by the way, a much smaller mortgage payment than they originally had as well um, because um, we were able to uh, pay off some debt and uh, home equity line of credit and also uh, a lower interest rate because, as you know, interest rates are, have gone down. Yeah. No, that, that's great news. And I think that's something for people to keep in mind, too, that maybe kind of gets lost or overlooked um, until you're actually confronted with it, is that if you wanted to stay in the marital home, and that happens a lot, um, especially when there's children involved, 
that process um, involves refinancing most of the time that mortgage because you're buying out your spouse's equity and right. you're refinancing it in your name, right? And that, so that is a, that's like taking out a new mortgage, but it, it's refinancing, but you still have to qualify. And, and that's, the, that's that missing piece there is that if you don't know if you're going to be able to qualify or you don't know what's involved in having to, the factors needed to qualify for a mortgage, that's why you need to speak with somebody like Stephen early on. Yeah, I'd like to add a little something to that. Um, so I talked about the three options, typically with the marital home, is to sell the house and divide the equity. The other is an equity buyout, as you mentioned. So one person stays in the house and refinances, pulls some cash out of the equity to, to give to the spouse at closing. So an equity buyout is considered uh, in the mortgage industry a rate and term refinance. So that's important because it's not cash out refinance. And I can tell you from experience, most lenders do not know that. If it's court ordered, if it's part of the settlement agreement signed by a judge and the refinance happens, uh, again, that the couple is not penalized because they're going through a divorce. They're not paying a higher interest rate because it's a cash out. They're not limited to 80% uh, loan to value like a typical refinance. And so the, and they're gonna get a better rate. Well, so talk about that in a little more detail, if you can, and, and break it down. Talk to me like I'm a three-year-old, I always say. Uh, yeah, for people who don't, for people who don't understand how mortgages work at all, you know, um, and, and what lenders, you know, look for or consider. So, you know, the difference between uh, a, a typical cash out, like what is a, a cash out refinance? Explain that. So let's say you, you want to put a pool in your backyard and the, the pool is $50,000 and you've got $100,000 of equity in your house. You know, you could do what's called a, a cash out refinance. So you're going to refinance your house, um, which is common nowadays because a lot of people are still able to lower their interest rate, even though rates are on the rise a little bit, that sometimes it makes sense. And you're gonna you're gonna take that cash out uh, for your your swimming pool, and that's different than uh taking a home equity line of credit out. That's correct. Okay. So that's another option that that people explore is um, a home home equity line of credit. The thing with the HELOC, which is the acronym for the home equity line of credit, is um so typically it's got like a ten year maturity rate. So you would have a line of credit that you could draw from and the, you pay that back interest only. So the interest only carries on for about 10 years and then the real payback period comes. And sometimes a bank could, could call the note, which means now you either gotta refinance or um, do another loan or, or just pay it off. So, you know, this is a very common um, form of a refinance. Uh, because it's a cash out, it's the, the specific guidelines to it. So we live in a, my mortgage world is, is a world of guidelines. Right. And uh, what we call overlays. So a cash out refinance, there's some restrictions on it. However, if it's because of the case of divorce and it's an equity buyout, it's, it's considered a rate and term refinance. And that's very different. You don't have to go by those other guidelines because there's specific guidelines because it's a, a divorce. 
So rate and term means um, you're going to refinance either for a different rate or a different term. In other words, it's beneficial to you. It's a benefit to you. You're lowering your rate. You're, you're, you're obtaining less debt. You might go from a 30-year mortgage to a 15-year mortgage. Your, your overall financial picture is improved because you're, again, you're not paying interest for another 15 years, theoretically. So a rate and term is, is, is looked at like of benefit. So it, you know, it's good for your credit. It's good for your overall financial health. A cash out refinance is looked at a little bit differently. You're actually taking on more debt sometimes. Even though you might lower your interest rate, um, you maybe making improvements on your home, a new kitchen, which is a good thing. You're, you're increasing the value of your home. Um, but really it's, it's almost like it's a, a negative thing. And you, you, there's some hoops to jump through to make sure that it's uh, what we call it has a net tangible benefit. So what really is the benefit of the lender for the lender to give you this new mortgage? Like really what's driving it? Is it to, to take on more debt? That's then, you know, ultimately um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac um, don't like to see those loans that they do a lot of those loans, but sometimes they can be a little expensive with closing costs and things like that. Okay. That's why it's really important when it comes to divorce, it's not a cash out refinance. You really are, um, it, because it's court ordered, it's not a benefit to your financial health. It's not a detriment. It's just something you have to go through. Right. Nobody, the lender is not going to penalize you because you're getting divorced and you have to do this refinance. Absolutely. Right. And right. So that's very important to know um, uh, when you're doing this. Now, who, other than obviously somebody like yourself, who would tell the client that, you know, you can do this and it would be a, uh, not, you know, there'd be no penalty. It would be a, uh, not a cash out refinance uh, situation with the, if they didn't know about that, if they didn't know the difference, they didn't know anything. And they just said, they approached a lender and said, I, I have to refinance. I'm getting divorced. Is there any, uh, what's the word I want to use here? Guidelines or ethics involved for a lender to say, okay, then we're going to do this we're not going to do a cash out refinance. We're going to do the one that's more beneficial because you're getting divorced or sometimes do they do cash out refinances anyway, or does it matter? Yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag. Wow. Uh, Jason. So it, I've found that um, if you've got somebody who's been in the business a long time, they've come across this and, and they know the, the guidelines as it relates to divorce. If it's someone who's uh, either not in the business a long time, or is just used to kind of doing the same thing, they might just, they hear the word divorce and they just know that, you know, somebody needs to refinance. They don't think about, you know, should I go digging for those guidelines? So luckily the Divorce Lending Association has a website with resources. And these guidelines are, again, they're, they're kind of collated and organized. So, so you really don't have to, do a lot of digging because digging through guidelines can be, <laughs> can be painful. I'm getting a headache just thinking about it. Yeah. Can you imagine? So you're going to take an hour and go, you know, to Fannie Mae guidelines and. Oh, please. Yeah. And all that. And then you got to take into consideration the credit income 
piece as well. And uh, it can be a lot of work. Okay. Um, and it could also be the difference between telling someone, yes, we can do a cash out right refinance. And I'm sorry, you don't meet those guidelines. You're going to have to sell your house. Right. Now that's a huge, huge difference. And uh, I've run into that before. I've talked to uh, a woman actually in New Hampshire. I'm not licensed in New Hampshire, but I'm, I'm happy to talk to anybody. And I found her through, through Paulette, of course. And uh, she went to her lender and he said, yeah, it's a cash out refinance. You're limited to 80% loan to values, which means you can't take more than 80% out of, of what the appraised value is of the home. And, and she was over that limit, not by much. And she said, oh, now I have to sell the house. And I took a look at it and I said, actually, you can go up to 97, uh, 96 and a half on FHA and 97% loan to value. That makes a big difference. And she, you know, kind of uh, shared the information with her, her lender and I, I was able to intervene and uh, she stayed in the house. Wow, that's great. Again, I, it was no benefit to me other than you know, I felt good about being able to help her with that. Yeah, which is so important um, that people like you are around to, to, to help others. Um, now, how do you work with, with people? Now, because you're licensed in Georgia, can you really only work with people in Georgia or do you give advice and, and how do you work with people who are not in Georgia? Yeah, you know, I'm happy to have a conversation with, with anybody about there. Uh, particular situation and, and maybe just kind of guide them, you know, in the right direction. Um, That's great. It, it, you know, it really doesn't take very long. Uh, if they know how much they owe on their mortgage, if there's any other liens on it, like a HELOC, if they kind of have an idea what the house is worth, uh, really what that, what that might look like without going too deep. Yeah. And then they could work with, they could work with the CDLP in their state. Uh, they're we're really all over the country now, or they could, um, you know, talk to their lender and, and, uh, you know, kind of tell them about what they want to do and, and see if that works out. Right. Yeah. I'm That's looking great. to get, uh, so we're, I'm part of a Southeast region, uh, mortgage company and, uh, we'll be expanding the Southeast here, but, uh, again, happy to talk to anybody, um, and specifically in Georgia, because I know, um, you know, the, the tax ramifications and yeah, really the details. what the closing costs really would look like, we can, we can dial that in. All right. Well, what's the best way for people to contact you, Steve? Um, I guess best way is um, either through the CDLP website, uh, Divorce Lending Association. There's a member directory, and um, it is by either name or state. Um, or they could email me at uh, Stephen Rico. That's S-T-E-V-E-N-R-I-G-O-C-D-L-P at gmail.com. And uh, I'd again, I'm happy to talk to anybody. And uh, there's, great. there's a lot more to it. Uh, we didn't even talk about title work and things like that. but uh, Yeah, we just scratched the surface. but it, Yeah, it gets pretty deep. Yeah, and, and so I'll have you on again. We can go through the title stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but that was great. I mean, the information that, you shared with us today, I think was, uh, just, you know, gold, um, especially for people who, you know, are just opening their eyes to not even knowing that 
somebody like you or, or this type of thing existed. So thank you so much uh, for sharing with us. And thank you for being a guest. Thank you, Jason. It's been a pleasure. All right, another episode in the books, as they say. I hope you all enjoyed the conversation I had with Stephen because, again, this is such a new specialty and that you need to be aware of all the options that may be available to you when you're getting divorced and especially when you're looking to refinance. So anything having to do with a mortgage, you can reach out to Stephen, reach out to me. I can put you in touch. But look for somebody to talk to, again, so you have all the information that you need to know when you're making these big decisions that are, frankly, life-altering. And then that will help you, guide you as you negotiate, and hopefully amicably resolve your divorce. Now, please subscribe to the podcast so you get all new episodes when they come out. And if you're looking for help with your divorce and you're looking for a coach, look no further. Contact me, Jason, at jasonlavoy.com, and I'll be happy to get on the phone and talk with you about how I may be able to help you move forward. In the meantime, all I'm going to ask you to do is be strong, act confident, and stay positive. I'm Jason Lavoy, a.k.a. The Divorce Resource Guy, and I'll be seeing you real soon.